views and opinions expressed on Geek Father are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their affiliates, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. This is for the parents and not for the kiddies. Geek Fire! Can you try one more time and say no. Geek Father real loud? Geek Fire way out! And welcome back, boys and girls. That's right. It's a new Geek Father episode. I'm your host here, Scotty Big Daddy Preston, bringing more trials and tribulations to all the geeky parenting out there in the world. And now, officially at my side for your third episode. It's a three-timer. (laughs) Three-timer. We've got the... Father Ultra Hunter. F.U. Hunter. That's right. Glad, glad he's here with me. We've, it's been fun. I, we can do a little bit more now. I feel like it's yeah. a little bit more give take and everything because a little more perspective on stuff too. So yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, and I was tired of, and I think I even did a whole episode of it where I'm tired of being my own devil's advocate for think, trying to argue about stuff. I think for listeners, it's it's nice just to have someone to trip you up every once in a while. So well, that yeah, too. Well, were, besides tripping myself up, but you were controlling that mic so much now. Now uh, somebody can call you out if uh, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. It's, 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 you see remember, how... lis- remember listener feedback. That's right. That's right. I I uh, oh oh and you know what? Let, let's go ahead and start this out. But I'll call out everybody else by saying I have yet to hear anything about our wonderful brain buster last episode. Oh, man. What, Nobody, what was it? It was, uh, who was Johnny Carson's sideman? Ah. Who was the co- Who was the original co-host of The Tonight Show? Should we just Would reveal you... it or just keep them in the suspense? No, because at this point, either they gotta look it up, they gotta Google that shit, I or... I in the day and age of internet, I mean, most people probably just took two sure. seconds to look it up, so... Well, the thing is, you hope for a little bit of honesty of going... I didn't know it, but I looked it up, and this is what it was, and that's interesting. Honestly, yeah. I'd rather they, um... Look that up, but then right immediately after that, go into the Saturday Live in the late '80s, early '90s with oh, Dana, yeah. Carver, uh, Dana Carvey doing, uh, you know, Johnny Carson and Phil Hartman, the yes. man, the master, doing the voice. Man. Yeah, the voice. Like I, I want to say, like, and then we're totally already going off the rails before we even get to our main. <laughs> we're old man matter. reminiscing. We are. Oh man. Oh. Man reminiscing, that's gonna be another segment. Old man tangents, mm-hmm. remember that. There was between, I want to say, between Phil Hartman and Mark Hamill, were two of prime, like, eight, late 80s, early 90s voice acts. We're not talking about like shows. Phil Hartman did Simpsons, Troy McClure, right. but Mark Hamill and even Phil Hartman were, I mean, they were both doing video games as well. Don't forget about Lionel Hutz. Well, Lionel, yeah. <laughs> True, but. But popular enough names that most people would know who they right, are. Right, You know, that's that was my point on that. So, again, another brain buster. Hey, we, we're going to start with the brain buster since we already went off the rails. All right. The brain buster, what was the, the big main title video game that Phil Hartman voiced for? Damn, I don't even know that. Ha-ha. So I, uh, I might have to look that up. I mean, think about it for a while. Or think about it. Yeah. And if you all of a sudden say it at the end of the episode, I, will, I won't be upset. Who knows? Maybe the answer will be mentioned during the episode, so now you'll have to listen. Ah. Ha, ha, ha. Anyways. <laughs> and there we go again. With this episode, though, I think we we were kind of talking about already uh, feeding off Spider-Man from the last episode because the kids are really in, in, into the Spider-Verse movie. And, I mean, this 
past week it, it opened and I, I well, work far every, from home open yeah far from home but yeah. I'm just saying like so it's been Spider-Man 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 for like the last Spider-Man week. Spider-Man Spider-Man yep Spider-Man old man Spider-Man <laughs> yeah now I love him I already got a chance to check it out but I guess I didn't know if a you know you had seen it yet or B if you haven't are you planning on taking your kids to see it or if that's uh kind of you and the wife movie this one will probably be just the wife and I. We're due for about a, a, one of our real quick, air quotes, real quick. <laughs> we'll be out mo- for a minute or three hours. Or three hours, whatever. However long Marvel takes to make a movie. Uh, it's we, We're due for another day night, whether it's to go ahead and see Endgame again, get that extra six minutes or whatever they added in, or oh, go ahead and do Spider-Man. Just because I think there there is a certain level and age of... Logan loves Spider-Man, however, would be lost with this. He doesn't know who Mysterio is. Yeah. The, the whole point of Parallel Earths, he's five. He still doesn't quite get the concept of some of those more, shall we say, in-depth story arcs. And that's kind of an interesting thing, because, you know, both of our kids are obsessed with Into the Spider-Verse, but taking, I mean, Mason, I think, is still a little too young for it, but right. taking him to a live-action Spider-Man, they might get excited at the exact scenes of Spider-Man, but all the build-up yeah. and Peter Parker and all that stuff, I don't think they would really. They, they, they would maybe that. maybe recognize the the all black suit, the the, the noir style suit that they yeah. showed in the trailers. Like I, Logan, I could see recognizing that from the video game. Yeah, but you still have those 20, 30 minute segments in between all that certain some of that stuff where they're just going to be like, why are they just talking? Now, how does Logan do? If he plays, he plays a Spider-Man game, right? Yes, yes. How's he do with the cutscenes you know, between all the action where, you know, it's building up whatever it, happens with Peter Parker? It depends, and this kind of leads into why Logan hasn't seen a, a movie in the theater yet, which I've spoken about before. He, he'll he watch some of the cutscenes because they're pretty cool, and then also while a cutscene is happening, he'll take that advantage to try to explain to me what's happening in the game as well. Right. So, you know, he, he takes it as, that's that's his automatic break from playing. Yeah. So he doesn't always, he like, he knows the cutscene because he still gets into this obsession of playing certain things, like some of his games, like he'll play the same level over and over again. He just, because he knows it. He gets into a routine with it, just and like, then he knows he can do different stuff. He so, likes beating up the guys with a ski mask and he does. Uh, Adidas pants. Those, yeah. those jumpsuit ski mask wearing <laughs> motherfuckers, man, I swear. Anyways. But we won't get on a rant again. Not that one again, mm-hmm. no. So he because he likes to tell that, that's one one thing great about the the games the movies and stuff when he gets really into it he likes to talk about it which, yeah. which i love the communication is there and everything however he has turned into and again this this is sort of an add-on to why we haven't taken him to the theater yet he's gotten to that level of well why are they doing this what's going on here well, if you watch the movie or watch the show, you'll find <laughs> yeah. out because we don't know either. It's brand new to us as well, you know. You so don't want to mess with them and be like, "Oh, that character's about to die. Oh, that character's about to die." Just like mess with him a little bit. Well, no, because he he already <laughs> recognizes that stuff, which yeah. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing at five years old. You know, like we we've been trying to send him out of the room for Stranger Things. Yeah, you know, just because he's, he's at that sponge age, he's right? Like, he's about you know, where to he's just like, uh, and I think we traumatize him with 
the new it, which I, I, yeah, that was my fault altogether. I, you know what? I so without going too much off the rails, I can't say anything. I brought it up on the panel, but you've I done was, it with Parker. I, I yeah, actually was responsible for inserting um, Parker's being scared of clowns at an early early age with the combination of him watching the TV movie It and having to watch Poltergeist. So just that clown scene in Poltergeist messed him up for a little while. Yeah, so, fair enough. Fair so enough. I can't really pick on you about even though the, the, the new movie, It's. A little more hardcore. It is. There, there's a little bit more to it. But in, in, he was a champ about it. When he decided he was done, though, he was done. Right. And, and let it be. That's where Stranger... It's harder with Stranger Things, though, because there are... Like, there's fun stuff happening in the mall. There, there's not... It's not constantly, like, is something going to jump out? Right. Then he'll <laughs> see a scene where... You know, all the black is in the, you know, they're going crazy doing something and they're like, and he's like, is that person, he will say, is that person about to die? Are they about to die? Are, are they okay? You know, like, this is way too early to have this discussion. Right, right. And, you know, he, he recognizes there is death in movies and TV shows and everything. Right. What we always have to look out for is going, having him recognize the line of imagination pretending mm-hmm. that what happens in a movie doesn't mean it actually happened down the street or anything. Like and that's that. actually literally what I had to say when Parker watched Polar Guys. Because I think he was, let's see, 9, 10. Mm-hmm. That clown scene, everybody knows what the Oh, yeah. And, Hobbit's you know, favorite. Oh, man. <laughs> and I mean, it's an amazing scene. You know, kid sees a clown in the corner and then looks down under his bed, doesn't see anything. And as he comes up, that clown's behind him and grabs him. And when that happened, Parker screamed the loudest scream oh, no. I ever heard. Covered his eyes. I said, "Turn it off! Turn it off!" And I said, "All right, all right." Then I had to explain. I was like, "Do you want to continue watching this?" I was like, "You know, this is fake." Mm-hmm. I was like, "You don't see Spider-Man swinging around town right now. You don't see actual Transformers. You know, this is all fake. You know, and kind of working with it a little bit." I mean, yeah. I, I was the one that initiated watching Polar Guys, but still, you know. Right. Well, and fortunately for you, Parker has come back around. Where he, oh, yeah. He that actually was... loves those movies. See, that that's that's my fear as for the stuff that I'm into, like more so of the horror movie genre. You know, besides Marvel and the comic book stuff, the horror movie genre is something that a lot of us, even just in GUI, is, we've all grasped onto. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was because of the 80s and the way that the, the, the 90s had such iconic, well, I'll even say the 70s just because we're a little old. It's it's hard. I, I'm, I'm afraid that I've pushed him away, or I hope I haven't pushed him away. Oh, because it's it. one of those. Yeah, it's just one of those things you never know, though, man. My dad got a kick out of having me see Alien when I was seven years old, Whew. and we get to that scene with the pod opening, and it jumps out, and I was like, I'm 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 done. My dad thought it was the most hilarious <laughs> thing. I'm, I'm done, and now that's one of my favorite movies. You know, I mean, right. like, so it was traumatizing at the time. But I gave another chance when I got a little Fair. braver growing up, and now it's, you know, I have the room recording, and there's a whole section of just alien stuff. So That there is. So that there that's is. something where, a little traumatizing when I was younger, but I yeah. embraced it later on. So I think that's just one of those things, I don't think he's going to hold a grudge. Yeah, again. well, it's going to, no, I don't, I don't expect him to hold a grudge. It's going to just be a flip of a coin, where, like you mentioned, where Parker is at the age where you guys can do stuff together now. Yeah, you know, and that's what that's what I hope for is that there still be enough common ground 
Because I, I like comedies, but I'm not huge into comedies. And if he, you know, and if that's the case for him, I mean, more power to him. I support it. He's but... now watched so many horror movies, and like I've taken to to a few, and you know, nothing too too bad. But I remember taking him to see World War Z, and okay. there's a scene where Brad Pitt's character like is looking through the door, doesn't see anything, and then like a zombie just runs up and slams the door, and I saw him jump out of his seat and I got a kick out of that because I've watched so many of these now you almost know the cues you know almost oh, know yeah. when you're going to get that quick you know you, you may get a slight startle but nothing yeah. jaw but dropping. I knew something like that was about to happen so right as that happened I looked over at him saw him jump and I got a real kick out of that So see that's good that's good and again the, the, to bring it back in a little bit though was with Logan at this age besides you know obviously I wouldn't want to take him to a horror movie in a theater because that, that would just be bad news bears period you know an unfamiliar place it's or it's way darker than at home. It's just one of those weird things about where where do you keep the... How, how does a child keep interest in a theater when they don't have their other stuff going on? And that's... And what's interesting about that is uh, my daughter Mason, for two years, has been obsessed with Trolls movie. Oh, yeah. Her room is decorated with Trolls, Poppy this. You know, for a while there, she was watching Trolls over and over again on Netflix, and then Netflix decided, here, we've got a series, and then we've got a second season of that series. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of Trolls. Well, last year, Charlotte took Mason, we had the summer kids movies, and we were showing Trolls. And so, I had to bring her up there. We thought she would just be fascinated seeing Trolls on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah, she made it like 20 minutes, and then she she didn't, she wanted to run around, she didn't want to watch it. Yeah. Now, this is the same movie, you bring her back home later that day, and she'll watch it. And she's sitting there watching. Just did not have that interest in the theater. Yeah. So. Well, it's, and it's, there was one time where I, one of the few times I was able to catch a really good one of Logan on my on my camera phone where we were watching I think it was Doctor Strange during one you know because they, there were some pretty cool fight scenes in there mm-hmm. and Logan I mean he's into it you know I mean he's he's behind me on the couch moving around jumping around and if there's that type of excitement in the theater that would be great However, what those scenes may be 10 minutes long, really when it comes down to it, and like especially a Marvel movie when you're talking about two plus hours. You don't think he's digging the training montage as much? Mm, probably not. <laughs> I mean, there would be, you know, he'd probably be like, hey, he got punched in the face. Ha ha. You yeah. know, whatever. But un- unless you really have like the action pack of like, or for him to be involved with it, I think that's part of the reason why he grasped onto some of the video games. Yeah. As well as because he's he's in control of it. He, he, he gets that from me, to be perfectly honest. You know, whereas just like with driving, I prefer, always prefer to be the driver about nine out of ten times if I can, unless I'm like stupid drunk or something, which doesn't really happen anymore. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And, and I, But I think that's why he grasped on more to the video games. Now, he loves his movies. He loves his other stuff. But that's why we haven't even bothered to try to go to a theater yet with him. No. Because even if it... I mean, it could be Hulk. Let's even say the... Hulk is... With Spider-Man and Hulk are two of his favorite Marvel right now. It could be the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk where there's a lot of stuff. I mean, well, the first 30 well, minutes or last so. last 40 minutes is a lot yeah. of battles. Yeah. If you can make it through the first half, but there's enough throughout the movie where that could keep his interest. However, though, another factor that you always have to apply in is kids will let you know if they're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And to just sit in a dark theater watching a movie, especially with strangers around, a lot of kids don't go for that. Yeah. 
You know, and and that's partly where I see Logan as well. He's not as shy as he used to be, but he's definitely like, why, why is there people behind us and they're talking? And what what are they going to do? You know, he he'll, yeah. he'll get that type it's of that mentality. comfort comfort level that's right. out. So yeah, that's um. I actually Trolls was uh, Mason's second movie. The year before, I was actually met up with Lowdown and uh, everybody to see Lego Batman and brought Mason. I was like, let's try it out. And that mm-hmm. first half hour. She was sitting on my lap, centered in, watching it. Yeah. Now, I will admit, I, I brought a bag full of uh, fruit snacks, so I think every minute handed her a fruit snack kind of helped. Mm, ran out of fruit snacks. Mm, that mm. was about it. Then she was like, yeah, I'm not having any of this. Oh, I man. enjoyed what I watched, but now I don't want to sit down. I want to run around. And so <laughs> that was about the end of Lego Batman. And, and to be fair with most kids, too, trying to get a, any child to sit for two or more hours when it really comes down to it because even if both of my children are watching a movie at home they're still usually up doing something mm-hmm. they they just have that energy to where they won't sit through now other kids may which is totally cool like more props to any child that can sit through a marvel movie and they especially like if they're out of just fresh out of diapers or something and they can sit through a marvel movie Hey, more power to you on that one no doubt but see it's also different is that there's so many other things now you know, video right. games, stuff like that. Tablets have access to so much stuff. Back mm-hmm. in back in our day, you know, oh yes, that we had. If we had a movie, we we're watching home. You just sit there watching it. So yeah. the transition from watching something at home to watching the theater, there was no big difference. We didn't have tablets. We didn't have other distractions. Yeah. Now you're asking this generation, this you know, where they have access to so, so much of yeah, so tech, tech heavy, heavy. Period. They go. Hey, put all that stuff away and just sit and watch this. And that's really challenging now. It is. It doesn't happen often. With my kids, depending on what it is, sometimes, maybe during like a meal time, it's possible to do. One of them always has something, you know, especially Leland has gotten, you know, he's hit that YouTube hole. Right. Where, you know, it's just, even at two years old, he knows how to at least get to YouTube, watch his videos. You know, we still monitor and everything, but that's just what he does. That That's just one of his things. Now, what I've, I've tried to do as proper parenting, I hope, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, there are days where, you know, we try to have time periods of just like, no, we're shutting everything off. And even though it can be hard for myself, yeah, it's difficult not to just sit there and pull up Facebook or mess with something myself. I'll be like, no TV, no phone. We'll just, if you guys are going to play, you play with the toys you've got, nothing. You know, if it's electronic, it's takes batteries and cannot get onto the internet, stuff like that. I do try to rein it in, especially if it's well, raining, and, and if it's raining, you know, we try to do park time, we try to do different things like that. However, we're stuck at home sometimes. So, yeah. I want to make sure that even though it's easily accessible, that stuff is not there. And that's that's just sort of my... I promise I'm trying to be a good parent. I don't care what everybody... <laughs> you know, no matter how much shit I talk on the, these episodes, and no matter what I say, I admit to doing with my children that probably... A lot of people don't agree with, or some people don't agree with. I do try to do the right thing somewhere, you know, and I hopefully it has a good effect. <laughs> man, you got a little sensitive there. For I, a did, I did, I did. I get that get way. Get off man. my back, people! I'm doing what I can. Right. Well, it well, and, and honestly, it feels this way because you know it's. You always you know, feel like there's a potential. There, there, of being there's judged. always judgment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're you're letting them watch that on TV, like right? Yeah. Right. No, that that, that, that happens. So and yeah. But I mean, that's that's one of those things. That that's a, I think that's a constant struggle. I think every 
every legitimate parent goes through that. If you don't feel guilty about something, then, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those that you're not necessarily doing anything wrong. You're just more concerned with if you're doing it right. Yeah. The, so Now, here's what's funny is that Parker saw my house is covered in horror movie stuff. Yeah. I, my I have tons of tattoos, horror movie related. Yep. So most of Parker's life growing up, it's, he's just seen all this horror movie stuff. Mm-hmm. So for years and years, he's like, you know, when can I see Nightmare on Elm Street? When can I see this and that? And I wanted to be like, uh, we need to hold off till you're a little bit older. And the funny thing is, is I say that. But I remember I was watching Friday 13th when I was 11 or 12. You yeah. Know? I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street. But I, I still waited till like, he was, like, 14, 15. And I'm, I'm thinking, it's so funny. I'm so cautious with that. But I watched that stuff when I was, you know, young and younger than him. So Yeah. Well, also, I think about with my situation, again, just to, you know, because, again, even with our parents, the difference in some of the parenting, so many of those movies, I was having to sneak around to watch. My parents, yep. not very into, you know, especially whatever age it was to watch those movies. And those were, I. my father has admitted to that there is a little bit of a horror movie side to him. <laughs> you know, he, he likes, you know, some of the classics and some of the other ones. When it comes to them raising their children, though, hence my brother and I, it was definitely a very, what we go, what we're talking about as well, is very restrictive of just like, we don't want you to watch this stuff. We don't think it'll be good for you. Oh, you had nightmares. Really not. But, you know, it, there's a, there's also that contradiction as well. But that could be a whole nother episode there <laughs> uh, of, you know, was I really scared of it at that age? I don't think so. But somebody says I was. Anyways, how do you and, and this is one of my questions where if the geek father, were, if we're actually able to get into the interview game of anybody even somewhat famous and everything, I've, you know, just like I said, I asked Felicia Day a certain question about fandom. Oh, did you did you ask? I, th- I think I did. Oh, OK. Yeah, I think I was the last one. I, I think I, I mentioned I, it a I few couldn't... times remember if you mentioned that at all i believe i did because we're obsessed with Felicia. no we're really not we just think she's a great person i promise we're we're not stalkerish anyways <laughs> but it would be great be great to talk to some of these people and really get their input as as from a from a geek father standard of you make horror movies or a certain genre or do you know even certain music what do you find appropriate for even your own children to get in the same stuff that you do obviously you they would not be watching it at a younger age right but yet this is putting food on the table it's putting the roof over the head when do you find when do you deem it you know suitable i think it's all about explaining stuff you know i think hardcore censorship just on any any level you're yeah kind of i mean like you were saying we we snuck around watch that stuff now i wasn't necessarily my dad didn't censor anything you know? okay. like i said i mean okay. he had me watching alien when i was like you know, sure sure pretty young uh my mom on the other hand was very like oh no that's not right so i would still go to the video store and rent whatever you know i could mm-hmm. i know it had that cute little sticker on there that said you know must be you know 17 18 to sure rent, sure which yeah nobody paid attention to nope. so as i could barely reach the counter and put the videos up there they just said scan here's your price here's the amount pay it and walk yep. out there was no like investigating on that um so yeah, I was able to pretty much catch all that stuff, and even though I was 
quote quote censored from it on by one parent right and so that's something that's kind of interesting is is you which approach do you take and i Mm -hmm. again i never was censoring parker from some of it just waiting a little bit till he could you know moderate mature enough to yeah and and that that was the whole thing i i got very fortunate to where i had some friends that had more lenient parents i guess is and to some to some degree yeah just certain things that they were more lenient on or or just viewed differently We'll, we'll even say it's not even a matter about leniency it's about is your child old enough to comprehend that this is not real that just because you don't like it doesn't mean it should stop them from being able to watch it yeah let's just say it's, I, it's different for everybody let's just I mean, say i'll honest. probably hold off on stuff like human centipede for a little you know Oof, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's something if he wants to venture out or he sees on his own that, that's fine but i'm not <laughs> I, yeah. i'm not introducing him to that movie well so. and, and, that, and that's the way i'm I, I guess where I come from a lot of this to where I want to be able to to be a part of the introduction process for mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff for whether it's horror movies or certain you know if it ends up being comedies or whatever it may be uh, you know obviously the Marvel movies are there that's a given I I would I just hope for that it's still a parent child bonding experience so to say yeah to where. They want to come. They come to me and say, "Oh, this movie is out. Can we go see it? Or this movie is available. Can we go buy it and watch it for a Friday night movie and order a pizza or something? You know, just simplicity at its finest with that movie and a pizza and it's a family time and everybody is is interested in what we're watching. No, that's really what I'm gunning for on a lot of that. Now, here's the interesting thing: is that now he's I've introduced him to a lot of stuff and he's watched a lot of stuff on his own. I picked up Us when it came out a couple weeks ago on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, didn't get a chance to actually sit down and watch it. I let him watch it one night when he mm-hmm. was helping us out babysitting. He was like, you're going to really like this. And I realized that my son now was giving me advice and knowing what I would like and saying, you should check this out. You're going to like yeah. this a lot. I was like, all right, I guess we have developed into that kind of sense of horror. That, Absolutely. You know. Yeah. And see, and that's, that's what I'm looking for as well. You know, it's obviously, you know, you have the advantage of having an older child where you can, you, you're tasting the fruits of this glory a yep. little bit already yep. now and <laughs> everything. Yeah. I still have minimum, well, we'll say, we'll say a little bit under 10 years or so. I'll, I'll give them a little bit in the, te- in the, to the teenage time before they're just really like, oh, I found this horror movie on Amazon Prime and blah, 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 <laughs> and all this. And one thing I've always preached about, you know, whether it comes to the music, the movies, and stuff like that. And, I, and I'm not a know-all be-all, you know, especially with, like, the movies. Like, that, that's what oh. we have Groot's for. Oh. 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 Burn. Don't you, you're calling out my fellow podcast mate. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no. Just just to see your, the look on your face that, that yeah, you almost didn't catch I, it. I feel like I'm betraying him. Nah, I know, I know. Anyway, I, I don't know it all, obviously. That's one thing I'll always admit to. But as a parent, I'll give the information I can. And I feel this way, again, with this is music, movies. This is not just general life advice. That I'd be horrible at that. Know your history on stuff, man. Like, there were so many people with, like, some of the remakes that had had no idea that it was technically a remake or a mm-hmm. reboot and of any of them horror movies and even some of the other comedies like take a j- just even throw a little curveball in the genre it's the italian job do you remember that marky mark movie oh yeah with the mini coopers you know that was a michael kane movie back in the 60s oh yeah they yeah. changed it the michael kane one was actually more of a comedy it, it mm-hmm. was it, it was a kind of a dark comedy but it had more like funny parts to it i don't know if it doesn't have a dastardly edward norton with a mustache i don't know if i could trust that the mm-hmm. michael kane one edward so. norton with a mustache is mighty <laughs> to be fair however it was michael kane 
Yeah. So, but a lot of people, you know, especially with a movie like that where... Just a eh. weird side rant real quick. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, if you ever get a chance, um, the original, again, they remade this other Mike, uh, Michael Caine movie uh, called Alfie. Yep. If you ever get a chance to watch the original, put the subtitles on because it's a lot of um, Cockney. Right. Snatch. And you can't understand half the words. And you yeah. put the subtitles on. The subtitles can't understand half the words. So you I've never seen subtitles guess before, but they have no idea I've seen, half the time. I've seen subtitles for Snatch, where it literally just puts up a bunch of letters. Yeah. And it sort of sounds like this, but we don't know if it's actual words. Right. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. But take yeah. that and have the main character talking like Brad Pitt. For an entire movie, ah. yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. Nice. Um, yeah. One thing I was going to say, I, that, um, oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. real quick. So I've been introducing him to Parker to all this stuff. One of my favorite movies of all time, one of my favorite horror movies of all time is Evil Dead 2, right? Yep. And I waited, just wanted to make sure I got him in watching it at the prime time. So like a month ago, we sat down to watch that and I put it in. I'm stoked. I mean, I love the Evil Dead series. The Evil oh, yeah. Dead 2 is like a masterpiece. We get about... 20-something minutes in, and the disc starts skipping. Chapter, 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 what? going over. Took it out, cleaned it, put it back in, got to the same part, started up. Chapter, 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 and I had to stop it. And that was devastating wow. to me. that is... Yeah. That makes me cry on the inside. <laughs> I know. That really does. Where I was just like, all right, here we go. You're going to sit down. You're going to watch one of the best goddamn horror movies of all time. Never mind. So, I just picked up a new copy Damn. of it, okay. so uh, we're going to watch it soon. But, man... You know, that, that's yeah, that's devastating. That was right there. that was a rough one because I was yeah. he's he's at the age now and he'll and again my house I've got a ton of Evil Dead stuff all over the place so yeah. you know he was definitely really curious right. about that and this was all right you're at the age we're ready to go we're sitting down we're in never mind yeah, yeah. and that's one of the hardest things to I think portray on on a lot of this for for our children especially you know depending on ages and everything to where Marvel movies some of these iconic horror movies or just iconic movies in general yeah for this is what what it actually means for us for us to be able to get a sequel within a decent amount of time and a decent sequel at that we were actually talking about it before we start recording how yeah. I, you know i said uh, parker hit right at that age when the marvel movies started hitting captain america first avenger bam 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 he yeah. started catch, catching them and i was like and, you know and i i took him to Every one of those in the theater, you know, and he's seen pretty much every Marvel movie, pretty much, I'd say, since, I guess, yeah, Captain America, First Avenger, Thor, from there, right. everyone, you know, Ant-Man, everything. He wasn't there for the inaugural Iron Man, yeah. but... Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, man, when I was at this age, we didn't have crap, dude. Right? We had terrible Marvel movies. We, we had did. the Dolph Lundgren... Yeah, um, the Punisher... Punisher. Uh, it just, did have Louis Gossett Jr. in it, but it was, still. But I'm just like this kid got a ton of like badass Marvel movies, right? And we got shit. We did, and, and well, we got the horrible Russian Red Skull in the Captain America movie, not the TV one. Which, by the way, uh, that that, that Cap, yeah, that Captain America movie, um, literally such a cheap budget that the uh, costume they put plastic ears. They didn't make cutouts for his ears. Yeah, we've costumes. talked about that before. They're yeah. plastic ears. Yeah. He got to see Captain America First Avenger, where I'm pretty sure there was no plastic that, that was, ear. That, that was one. And I, the Red School was actually German. You yeah. Know? You know, this was actually during... Well, the, what was that? That 1991 or whatever was 
I think World War Two, but he was a child during World War Two or yeah. something. So, oh, let's let us not forget though the wonderful Fantastic Four movie that came out around the same time, or well, was not released. They've, they've never, but gotten, has been black market. Nobody's ever gotten the Fantastic Four. It doesn't matter no. if it's back um, back in the day for us or current times. I mean, yeah. they've made they've made three attempts at Fantastic Four. It just ain't gonna happen. No, it's <laughs> as it shouldn't. I'm I'm I, we all kind of hope for that day because it would be a great addition now. That yeah. The MCU's all together. Fingers it's crossed. It's not happening. Fingers crossed. Yeah. You know, it's, what's actually funny is uh, I did a uh, smack my pitch up with Hobbit yeah. about Fantastic Four. Because we keep talking yeah. about, he's he's very passionate about Fantastic Four too. Sure. How have they not made a good I movie? Because, I mean, it was one of Jack Kirby's and Stan Lee's. That, that was one of their first big stories. The uh, first, that's the first Marvel book, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like with like the overall story arc, mm-hmm. you know, where you just didn't have an origin, and then you went on different stuff. No, there was multiple issues. You know, just, introduced Namer. Well, it didn't introduce him, I don't think, but it brought him into the mainstream. Yeah, because he the was. Time. Yeah, he was in the Invaders. But look, right. I'm not going to start throwing my geek. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it, it's weird that yeah, there there has not been a good Fantastic Four movie long enough from when we were kids to now. And especially the way the MCU has been to where people, you know, wonder why there's full grown adult blubbering crying during these movies and everything. A lot of it, at least to me, because I think I've I've gotten misty at just about every Marvel movie, if not full out tears coming down my cheeks, especially in game, <laughs> goddamn. Uh, oh, I can see you get a little choked up to right, think it about is, it again. Man. Well, Cap finally got to say the words, man. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Anyways, but when you think about the build-up for all this to where these are the movies that we we had hoped for for so long and finally got them. Yeah. Not everybody's going to be happy with every single one. Yeah, they, they skewed a few things. You, the, you learned early to take a grain of salt with some of the movies, some of the stories. The weakest Marvel movies that our kids will watch are still a thousand times better than anything we got to watch. Very I just true. Say, then they go in the back catalog, you know, when Logan's like, I want to go back and start with Iron Man and make it through. Yeah. You're not going to hit really any bad Marvel movies. You got a few that are lower caliber. Sure. But none of them are Dolph Lundgren Punisher. None no. of them are plastic ear Captain America, all right? Like, our kids <sighs> are set up with that. They are, so. And they can only get better now because we also... I mean, to really kick off the comic book movies again, we're, we're just throwing out the old man tangents here to <laughs> where, uh, you know, but X-Men really kicked off the comic book movies for our adult age. I mean, yeah. because what the, what, uh, you guys are better at the years than I am. Like what, what year did X-Men come out? 2000. So, okay. So it was 2000. Yep. So for you and I. And a few of the other GUI members, we were already out of high school. Actually, I think I think every GUI technically, or they graduated like that Close year. Close enough, yeah. Something like that. So with we did not get a decent comic book movie until we were adults. I mean, um, well, we're, I, we're talking about Marvel. We'll go with Marvel. Well, Mar- now, yeah, you you always have the indies. Yeah, you, you always have the indies like uh, the Crow and and the. Batman. I was about to say Crow was well. Batman is a, such a staple for DC. That's been their only one until recently that has been that they've been able to get away with like you have Christopher Reeve Superman sure but when you take the Donner writing out of it yeah you know they they shit the bed pretty easily 
but it was Christopher Reeve, and that, that's who we recognize with as Superman. But then if you're like Kyle, you probably jerk off to him. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, anyways. Kyle ooh. smash talk. God. So that's smash talk, baby. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Overall, though, I think the it's there. There, our children definitely have the advantage. Like every generation will say, the next one has definitely advantage. However, when it comes from a nerd standpoint, they've got such a huge Seriously. fucking advantage. Huge with not only the technology to be able to have access to all this stuff, but just the decent writing, the decent effects, the decent you know crossovers. The just to have what we didn't have, it makes it quite amazing in general. So we're so the question does come back to let's let's bring this full circle. Is and there's never going to be a, a definite answer. We know that. What age or when do you start? taking the kids to the theaters, start managing this handoff of this storytelling, which has been through all the ages of time and space and everything else. Storytelling is always there. However, in this modern time of storytelling, when do we bring the children into it proper? It's, I think, I think it's, kid specific honestly yeah. exactly and that, that's the thing is i think some you might be able to bring when they're like six or seven yeah and some you might need to wait till they hit the double digits i mean you very know, very true where... i mean so, well some kids it, were there as babies in, in and theaters. like i said i mean you know it also we brought it up before but there's that technology factor where it's not as easy as it was i remember they, still having to wait what was that at one point with vhs vhs damn tapes vhs you say yes hmm. now look that up google that shit motherfucker be kind rewind if, <laughs> amen to that a movie would be in a theater be done in the theater it was what when vhs what we'll, we'll say vhs like when it really started hitting a good momentum it would still be what a year sometimes nah, or uh, just like eight months maybe about eight months yeah yeah i mean oh it was always give or take depending if it was more of an indie film mainstream film you know yeah. there's always that so you're talking about if you caught one of the summer blockbusters that could be in the theater now now movies were a little bit more limited in time in the theater as well no matter even if it was a blockbuster or not we're still talking about what three months max maybe yeah yeah so if you caught a summer blockbuster back back in our day say may still we'll still go with may would be there until beginning of august or so so you're still looking at almost time for the new summer blockbusters the following year before you could even think about trying to get it on vhs yep and that's rented rented back in the day before they made vhs like able to buy yeah that was like expensive as shit to own a vhs oh yeah yeah Damn, now and now we've we've somehow suddenly slipped into the old man rant part of hey, this that's old man like, tangents now man. we talking about doing vhs and stuff i mean like yeah now yeah you you, yeah. you can go on netflix and have access you, to youtube so many people <laughs> i mean i i try not to support like camera filmed like black market stuff and i know that that's your job yeah well not to do it but i will report you we will report me oh shit piracy i don't like it i do what i can to avoid it there it's that's a whole different political debate (laughs) we'll set that for another episode that's another episode right there i think we're about time here where we're going to start wrapping things up guys so i know we've kind of gone off the rails but really tonight we wanted you know as we always look at for what we're trying to do for the next generation how we look at it as a community uh hunter here has i think really helped out and that's some more feedback i would appreciate for the we'll say the geek fathers and we'll keep it the the title is the geek father but we are the geek fathers here yeah uh 
a lot of great things. Um, how would you do it? How would you, you know? How do you start introducing your children to movies, TV shows, all that? That's I think that was even one of the big topics. I think I did like third episode originally as well. I definitely have brought that up to know the history, where you come from, how do you, and how do you do it? So on that note, I think I will bring up one more time that my face was put on a pillow as well. Oh my gosh! Did I tell you about that? I that think fa- I think I might have heard about it. I don't know. Um, four episodes ago, maybe. maybe, yeah. But my face, a wonderful friend of mine, put a put my face on a pillow. Well, how did they? How did they have access to that? Well, first off, the best way to do it is to go to www.guipodcast.com, hmm. which of course is our lovely website that has all of our episodes, pictures. If you really want to see our faces, bios, episodes, everything else. But then, if you add on a forward slash store to that web address, it'll take you right over to our friends at T Public. Aha! Uh-huh. All right, see? where then you can get that giant Scotty pillow. So that's right. That's and right. That's what every household <laughs> needs, as far as I'm concerned. So. So, guys, check out the site. Check out our merchandise. Uh, Again, we still have GUI Flagship, GUI Knights, Smash Talk, Beautiful Disasters, Precap. Speaking of Flagship. Flagship. Ah, yes, Uh sir. I'm glad you brought this up. There's a pretty big uh, thing going on right now. Uh, uh, Which is it? Uh, Style Weekly? I believe Style Weekly does it, yes. Uh, Online voting. um, GUI has made it again into the top nominations for podcast of the year. Best podcast in Richmond. Of Richmond, yes. Yes. And uh, so we need everybody to vote, vote, vote. Vote. If you have an email address, you can vote at least once a day. But just help us out. Let's let's get number one. So... Yeah, so get out there and vote. Support the GUI uh, on that. It would be awesome. You know, we have such... There's so many of us as, as regular panelists, and then we have so many wonderful guests that have made GUI flagship. Just fun to do. You know, support it, man. It's local, East Coast local. That's right. It's your friends doing what we love. And we do this with no pay. Keep that in mind when you look at the voting. We we do this because we have the love of the community, Passion. the family. Passion, baby. Passionate. Passion. Yeah. Oh, J Muse, <laughs> calm down. Anyways, so get out there, vote, guys. Um, we we post all about it. We share all the posts. We do what we can there. Uh, of course, you can catch all that information through the website, through postings on Twitter, which also you can find us here for the Geek Father. That's at Geek Father One at Geek Father the number one. I still am behind on my pictures and stuff, but just in case, there is the Instagram as well, which is at GeekFatherGUI. Uh, I do plan on getting rolling back into that. Things have still been a little, even though it's been about a month or so since the con, things are still rolling. It's a snowball of catch-up. So, we have that wonderful there. Hunter, any last words for our episode this evening? Nah, I can't think of anything. I think we've got it all. So, guys, thank you very much. We do appreciate all the love and support, whether you're a regular listener, whether you're a first-time listener, or just every so often. We love you guys. So, this is Scotty Big Daddy. F you hunter. Join, Join us, us or cry. GUIPodcast.com. Podcast.com. <laughs>